Welcome to In the Weeds, a Mindscape podcast. Hey there, welcome to episode eight of the In the Weeds podcast. I'm Pete Brand, Mindscape CEO and co-founder, and I'm joined by... Jeff Bell, Mindscape COO, and we have a special guest today, the world's sexiest man in this threesome, uh, Jim Buchanan. <laughs> uh, I'm the paid, uh, paid ad specialist for Mindscape. Right. And today, one of the things we hear a lot, and Pete, I'm going to toss it over to you, but I know one of the things we hear a lot in engagements, whether we're just starting out, whether all we're doing is kind of managing a paid budget, we hear a lot of questions and we hear a lot of things that seem to make a lot of sense at the surface, like, well, just pay more or just increase our budget. Uh, and we're going to get into some of the weeds of that stuff uh, today. But Pete, what are some of the things as you're out in, in the market talking to people uh, specifically related to, to paid budget and maybe some problems that you see or issues with campaigns? Sure. No. Yeah, I, I, I typically don't have a lot of people that will come to me and say, hey, I understand I can do this paid thing or whatever. Like I don't get like specific questions about budget, but more, more often than not, what I see is a couple different scenarios. Well, like I've seen some people who are like spending $5,000 a month on paid advertising to drive traffic to their website. And when I go and I investigate it, I find out that all of that money is being spent to send them to a homepage. And oh, by the way, that homepage looks like it was developed in 1982. It doesn't have a phone number. It doesn't have a form. And the content is extremely not compelling. And frankly, that makes my stomach hurt, especially when I know that they've hired somebody else to do that for them. Because those people, when they set it up, knew that that was not going to work. And if they didn't know, then they shouldn't be setting it up in the first place. Right. So that's the first scenario I run into. The second one is Google did a wonderful thing by making it very easy and approachable to go in and set up your own campaign. And Google also did a horrible thing by making it very easy and approachable <laughs> to go in and set up your own campaign. There's a lot of complexity that's involved in setting up an effective campaign that's going to produce an ROI. And unfortunately for us, because we've been doing it for so many years, it's easy to be able to think about those variables. But I don't think many agencies are comfortable with pulling the curtain back and exposing the things you have to think about. So that's kind of what we want to do here today. Um, so Jim has been doing this successfully and effectively for a really long time. And he consistently, when he spends clients' money, he spends it as if, as if it's coming out of his own bank account. Um, he's very, very thoughtful in the way that he does it. So, Yeah, and then speaking of bank account, one of the first things we hear is kind of getting down into the weeds now. But, uh, you know, how much budget should I spend on a, any paid campaign I want to do? So... Jim, there are. I know there's some um, crystal ball uh, <laughs> uh, approach to this, and a lot of different people have a lot of different ways to do it. But can you explain either kind of some of the complexities of coming up with that number, and, and maybe the some of the tools or processes that uh, you use to to figure that out? Okay, yeah. First, we use uh, the Google Keyword Planner tool, which is a really nice. A tool that gives us a lot of insight into the amount of searches um, of certain keywords. And they also can give some bid recommendations for keywords. So the problem with that tool is it's estimated, right? right. They don't say that in the tool, but it is estimated. And we found out that in some instances, 
It's wildly off. Some instances it's close and some it's right on. So what we like to do is use that as kind of a guide to make a test. So we can really we can do a, a smaller test with a smaller amount of money and get some actual good knowledge for what the keywords cost and what the, some of the um, results are. And then we can build on that. And that's I think that's what Pete was talking about when we we look at it as you know our budget. We don't want to spend too much on pipe dreams. You know, right, we want yeah. to we want to spend our money on good solid data. That's that's interesting because when when you do use the Google Keyword Planner, you have the ability to get an estimate of how many times that keyword is searched on, and it also tells you from a competition level whether it's low, medium, or high competition. So since we're in the weeds on this topic. If you see a keyword and it says high competition, does that necessarily mean you want to be able to hitch your horse to that post and put a bunch of money towards it? Not necessarily, but if that's a really if that's the best keyword for your business, we certainly aren't going to shy away from that. We just know we have to increase the budget a little bit. Another thing about high cost of keywords or high estimated costs is that they're that way for a reason too, right? Because they're probably very lucrative. So by setting up a really optimized campaign, we might be spending more on the keywords, but we're getting more in return as well. Mm -hmm. So if I know nothing about it and I go and I look at what the recommended bid is, and I just throw in a, a bid that's twice that size, does that mean I'm gonna get all the positions and all the traffic? No, because right there's a lot more that goes into that too. That Google has an algorithm that takes in account your your account's history and how it's performed, as well as the other people competing for that. So you do need some history. They're gonna get you in the auctions to get listed, but the more the more history you have in AdWords, the better off you are, especially if you're successful. And they're doing that for self-preservation, right? Sure. Because if you've got a history of doing a good job and getting efficient clicks, they can let you pay less money because they're going to consistently gain money. And, and also, ultimately, they just want to make sure that they're the, the ones that get the majority of, of the search share because they're providing a good search experience, right? Right. Yes. They have to provide a good experience for the people using uh, Google and they have to provide a, a good experience for the people using Google Ads. So, yeah, it's a... It, there's a lot going on. And Jim, I know since we're, I'm, I'm going off script here, but we're in the weeds and this is what we do. <laughs> so, so I hope you could explain this. Because uh, you, you hit on a term that I don't think a lot of people associate with Google Ads and that's auction. So I think a lot of people just say, here's my credit card, buy that term, it's $1.23. How does that process work and kind of what are some of the pieces that go into determining? Because what that results in is, you know, sometimes we'll hear from people, well, you're running my paid ad, my paid campaign, I just searched for this term that I know we're buying, why are my ads not showing up? It's almost it's similar to when you just do a regular search and get organic results. There's a lot that goes into who, what companies are listed first, you know, what websites, where they rank on that page. And some of that is what type of search experience they provide. If someone clicks the term and goes to the page and they immediately come back to the search results, that type of stuff, right? Right, right. And it's kind of the same. There's a lot of similarities with um, Google AdWords. So 
if you're bidding, if you decide to bid 60 cents and you go in an auction and somebody else is bidding a lot higher, who has a lot more history and a lot more success, you're not going to be as high on the page. Um, and we have found it is important uh, with Google Ads to be higher on the page. Right. right. Yeah. The first couple listing. Yeah, I just want to clarify. So when you say higher on the page, you're talking about like if they're displaying three paid ads, you want to be number one. <laughs> if possible, yeah. right? But we've had success be with an average position of two and three as well. Okay. And they'll take that into account too. So there's a lot of things going on. It's not in your auction. If I, if I want to bid 60 cents, if I have a great track record of success for, for people coming to my site, I might be only paying 45 cents or 40 cents. It's not necessary. You're not hitting that top bid every time. So, and when you say success of getting people there, you're talking about the text of your ad that is enticing people to click. You're talking about the landing page they see and how it matches with the ad text. All of the, and then any conversion that may happen on that page as well, right? right? So you're talking about ad rank and quality score, which all work together, right? You, you have to have a an appropriate bid. Your keywords have to match what's in the ads. Your ad has to match what's on the landing page. You want to provide a very good experience so people know what to expect when they uh, see your ad. They go to your landing page. They should know that landing page should address what that keyword means to that person. Sure. Yeah. So, so back to that original question of, of your process of calculating your ad budget, like are there certain steps you go through as you're figuring out what a client should spend? And you don't have to go into the weeds on each of those steps, but even just at a high level so we can get an understanding of that. So we look at the search volume, not just of one keyword, but of a group of keywords that when you create an ad group, you want to have a group of keywords, 10 to 20 keywords. Like an example. Well, one we use today. So deli service case, but you also need like a deli case or deli refrigerated cases. Mm -hmm. All refrigerated really, delicate. Yeah. Right. All really related to each other that mean the same thing to different users. Different users might use different keywords. So that's how we determine that. So and each of those keywords has their own search volume. So we kind of look at the entire search volume of our group of keywords and then base it on that. We look at the uh, recommended spends for the top or recommended bids for the top of the page we take that into uh into consideration as well it depends on what we're doing we want to get a couple hundred clicks to make some good decisions to find out what they really cost because those uh, estimated bids can be way off and then um, look at the success and where they land up on the page too if, it, if they're in the first position second position third position okay so on so it sounds like it's not the easiest thing to do but if you can establish a fairly consistent logic trail, you can cut through some of the clutter and make some pretty good decisions. Right. And there's some kind, sometimes there's good information about benchmarks, um, the typical average costs in certain industries, um, and those we can use as a guideline too. But there's nothing that you can rely on that is set in stone. This is the way it is. This is what it's going to cost. And um, we hear that from clients a lot. What's it going to cost me and what am I going to get out of it? Well, like anything else, we have to test it and find out to, to find out the real numbers. Mm -hmm. How important is it to take into consideration uh, like lifetime value of a client? That's extremely important, right? That's how you determine whether you're going to make money. So if I'm spending 
$500 on clicks for a month and I get two or three conversions, but those conversions are going to be worth $1,500 or $3,000 or, you know, you have to determine what the end result is and then do the math backwards mm -hmm. to figure that out. Great. You know, you're talking about understanding the effectiveness of a campaign and that type of stuff. So what tools do you tend to use to figure out how the campaign's performing or what metrics do you look at to, to make those decisions? You know, you just said we look usually for maybe one or 200 clicks to decide if something's effective or, or not. So what are some of the numbers that you look at and tools you use to, to determine that? Um, the tools that we, well, we use Google Analytics, um, but most of the tools for testing we are writing Google Ads, or we look at the data. Typically, the most important one is click-through rate, which means how many times somebody has typed in that keyword and clicked on your ad versus how many times it's just shown up without being clicked on. Okay. So click-through rate's important, and that will vary by um, industry and, and campaign as well. Um, we also want to look at cost per click your position, your average position, where your ad shows up, and really important are cost per conversion, whether that's a sale, whether that's a lead, and the conversion rate, which is the number of times it converts. So if, if somebody's clicked 10 times and completed a conversion, whatever action you want them to do five times, you've got a 50% conversion rate, that's really high. So all that feeds into making final decisions. Hmm. Okay. So you say you use Google Analytics, and I'm sure there's like uh, webmaster tools. So Google pretty much has the majority of the tools, which are free, that people can use, right? Right. And there's also some some other companies, like WordStream has a AdWords grader tool, and they also they give recommendations, right? They, they write programs and it can give recommendations based on your data what you should do in this in your in certain ad groups okay and i've used semrush before i SEMrush, think that's a great tool spy can give some information especially into competitors uh, i like mm -hmm. that name spy foo <laughs> <laughs> tricky so kind of the last thing here we typically go into the weeds on on three pieces and the last one is how do you determine you know we've talked we've talked so far about how to calculate a budget. We've talked about how do you, how to track the performance. So then kind of the last thing is how do you determine when or if you need to change your spend? Well, some of the, the most obvious things are um, if you're not getting the clicks or conversions you want, right? So we want to increase our spend. Or if you are, we really want to increase your mm -hmm. spend, right? That's the time when you're making money off of AdWords, making good money, that's the time to really bump it up. And then we'll see if it's effective because at some point it might, flatten, be it might flatten out, right? Mm -hmm. not, not necessarily a cap, but it might flatten out. So we want to be careful with your money. But if you're making money, we want you to spend more. Mm -hmm. And frankly, businesses should want to spend more if they're successful. Sure. Yeah. I think that's great. Yeah. And I know there's been a couple instances where where uh, we've started a relationship with a client and, and they're all in unpaid and they're like telling you, spend more, spend more, spend more. And, and you're like, no. <laughs> and, and when you tell a client no, when they're giving you a directive, but you're doing it to make sure that the foundation is solid and that money is going to be well spent. 
after a while, they start to appreciate that. But I've, and I've seen you go, now's the time. Throw it all at it because now we've got it figured out. And it's just having the patience and, and, and ability to wait until you've proven that out to then throw your money at it. And that's right. important. Yeah. yeah, the most important thing are results. So if if the results aren't there or if at a certain time they start to decline, you know, you had to take actions for that. So. Um, yeah, to spend spend money just on traffic or just to spend it isn't really the wisest uh, use of that. Sure. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Jim, for your time today and uh, speaking into this. Obviously, the you know on the paid side of things, budget estimating and utilization is a little trickier than maybe it would seem on the surface. So, thanks for your time and and. Uh, and chatting with us today, uh, even though we'll chat with you in about five minutes after this podcast, but that's okay. Um, anyway, so we talked just as a recap about the uh, the process of kind of calculating your budget, what's involved in the complexity of that, uh, what methods or tools we use to track that, and what metrics are a part of that, uh, and then also how to determine when is a good time to either increase or decrease your spending. So thanks again for your time today. Yeah. And, uh, you know, make sure you guys check out our website at wearemindscape.com forward slash in the weeds so that you can find other episodes that you may not have heard yet. Uh, You also can visit our social channels at wearemindscape. And uh, you can also use the hashtag in the weeds podcast. Or you can go way back to the old time days and just go ahead and send us an email and let us know if you've got topic ideas, questions, whatever you want, or even if you think this content is awful. We, we would actually appreciate that because that's always fun to hear. Right. Yeah. Also, all three of our uh, listeners, uh, Pete's mom, my mom. Uh, <laughs> and now, and now, now Jim's wife. <laughs> right. <laughs> so thanks for listening today, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.